And with the sound of the cuckoo, you know that it is time for the Clockwork Cabaret. Hooray! I am Emmett Davenport. And I am Lady Addercop. And uh, this and, week has been a bit weird uh-huh. and stressful on, on a personal level for <laughs> for both of us. So, so... Uh, this is, you, a, this is a, a light version. A, a very light version. A pared of the, down, a streamlined yes, Clockwork Cabaret. We still wanted to give you guys an episode this week, but 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 uh, life was getting in the way quite a bit. And <sighs> life. Life is stupid sometimes. Uh, <laughs> and so and, life is stupid, brutal, and short. And I had to send Poppy away. Oh, for so she wasn't around to do the intros. Yeah, and Percy. I wasn't even going to ask because he's no. in a mood. Oh, and gosh. So the, I think the time change may have affected us a little bit. Also, I'm, I'm, I think I'm having a stroke right yes, now. Yes, we keep smelling burnt to- toast. Toast. Yes, toast everywhere. Oh, so um, you're having one too. Yeah, Yeah. no, I'm smelling it too. Huh. Can we have mutual strokes? Can we have, I don't, corresponding strokes. Yeah. That would be. That's very weird. I mean, we do hang around all, together a lot, but. I didn't think that I didn't think that's how this works. Uh, Our strokes don't sync up. <laughs> well, you know what they say. Yes. You spend enough time around another person yes. and your strokes will sync up. Yeah, there you go. It's actually not true. It's just a statistical yes. anomaly. You know, from a mathematical point of view, oh, I'm probably. very good at math. So good at math. Don't that's, that's look into it. That's always what I, what I say about you. Yeah, it's a thing that everyone has always <laughs> noticed always, about me. Wow, that lady out of cops. So, so good at good math. At math. Excellent at spelling. So good at spelling. Says words really so well. So good at reading words yes. and saying them aloud. Yes, that's that's true. Hey, that's don't exactly... make fun of me for not knowing how to pronounce words. That means I learned them by reading. Yes. Well, that's that means true. I'm well read. Is that what Same that means? There. That's what I'm telling people. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> I mean, I've read some books. You know. Were they books on crime? Those as well, yes, actually. <laughs> to be fair, yes. Also books on crime. But also like you know, normal, <laughs> oh. regular books. Oh. Charles Dickens. Oh. Lots Is that of crime normal? In that. I, don't, I don't know. Did other people Is not read normal? Charles Dickens? I don't know. He's a little wordy. He's very wordy. But he that's because he got by paid. The word. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, say, he, they were originally not meant to be in book form. They were, they were. Yeah, uh, they were in a magazine. Serialized. They were, yeah, serialized in a magazine. Yes. Yeah. No, actually, so. my nickname in, in high school was Pip after Great Expectations. Oh. Don't ask me why. Might have been because I hung out in graveyards with criminals a lot. Oh, oh yeah, that makes sense. Okay, never mind. Now I know why. Was nicknamed Scout from To Kill a Mockingbird. I don't really want to know why. <laughs> Did you hang out with a lot of recluses that hid things in tree trunks? <gasps> oh yeah, that might have been why. <laughs> for our non-American <laughs> listeners. That's Boo Radley. <laughs> you can look it up on Wikipedia. Oh, <laughs> yeah. If you yeah. hung out with a lot of like you know recluses. Well, I was homeschooled. Well, yeah. There you so. go. <laughs> or were you the weirdo that was hiding stuff in tree trunks? I can honestly say I don't think I ever hit anything in a tree trunk. Okay. I did climb a lot of trees. I did wear I don't overalls those... a lot as a well, child. Well, yeah, there you go. I did have, if you ever saw the movie, I did have a haircut very similar to the actress <laughs> in that movie who played Scout. Oh, so there you go. There you I, go. It's probably I mean, why. it's a great character. There are worse characters to be named after. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, I was I was nicknamed after a character that hung around in graveyards with criminals and fell in love with a girl whose guardian lived in an attic with a rotting wedding cake. Not the greatest. Hmm. But but somehow appropriate. Still, still appropriate. I have never in my life encountered some weird old lady in an in- well, there. Oh, wait. No, I take that back. I was gonna say she yeah, didn't no. have a wedding cake. There wasn't a rotting wedding cake. Well, that's good. in the room at the time. She was wearing a, a a a bridal gown that was rotting off of her frame. So there is that. Yeah. But again, from the swamp, not that weird. Okay. <laughs> it's. I'd I mean, like to argue that point. No, but, but yeah. No. <laughs> Come on. There's no point to that. There's no point in arguing that. Because I know it's true. I've been to a swamp. <laughs> I once I've watched, been to a couple of them. I once watched a neighbor try to butcher a bone on her back porch with a machete. Mm. True story. That's how, yeah, well, know, you know. Sometimes you. The need. kitchen knives weren't. It was a big, thick, like, beef bone. She was trying kitchen to get the marrow. Were, yeah, she was trying to get the marrow. She yeah. was trying to whack it open to get the marrow. Because you can like, make soup. Yeah, but that seems like a recipe for disaster. She was whacking at it like she had done it before. Right. So, yeah. you know, sometimes you just got a bad... I don't want to know what, how or why she has done it before. Well, <laughs> it wasn't her first time butchering a bone with a machete. Let's just say that. Yes. And I wasn't mm. about to question her methodology. Her pet alligator really loved that. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, you know, I'm. well, I guess if you're going to put it in a soup, it didn't matter how unsanitary the... The machete was because no. I I own a couple of machetes. They are no, very it, unsanitary. It does actually matter. <laughs> you gotta boil you it. Can, you gotta really boil it. Well, you're gonna bo- you're gonna bring it to a boil. You're gonna boil it. I feel like she c- should have sanitized the machete before. She might have. I didn't see that part. Yeah. That would have been inside. No, this was that's a, true. she was outside with the machete on yeah, the back that... porch, whacking at it, hitting it so hard I had to pronounce that H. Wow. You know. I feel like you can still you could get the marrow out of that bone without having to whack it with a machete. Probably not. I can't think about like maybe if you had some kind of bone saw. Well, you start boiling it. It was a big. It was a big thick. It was like a big bone. It was like larger than a pot. Larger oh. than your. Oh, maybe average that's why. Pot. Maybe she was she was yeah, hacking think, it to. Get I think it she to just fit. wanted to break it so that yeah. it fit in the pot. Yeah, yeah. I don't think. I mean, it could have been a human thigh bone. I didn't really check. It was about that size. Or possibly a humorous. But again, didn't want to go ask. That's true. You don't often want to go ask the question of a machete-yielding A machete-wielding person whacking at a bone large enough to have come from a human thigh. Don't generally go over there and think, hey, hey. Yeah. Stephanie, what are you doing? That's how you get a machete to the neck. Probably. I mean, this only happened once-ish. That you know of. To me. Oh. Yeah, I would imagine I would know if it happened to me. You don't forget a machete to the neck. <laughs> Come on, Emmett. Machetes to other parts, yes. There have been several incidences of those. Really? <laughs> this is actually not... True fact, yes. <laughs> have been hit by a machete in other parts of my body more than once. Yes. Wow. I mean... That is some dangerous machete wielding. That's all well, I know. Well, it was after a hurricane... No, and you're hacking. And you're hacking up crap that's in your yard. And honestly, if you don't have the gas for the the chainsaw, machete works just as well. Yes. 
in the smaller branches and sometimes it bounces off something and hits you in the shins. And by sometimes, I mean it hits you in the shins a lot. Oh. And also in the arms. That's why the back of the machete isn't sharp. Oh, that's So when it bounces off something you've tried to hit, it's too hard to go through with a machete. It's when it bounces back and smacks you. Well, that's good. You go, oh, I'm going to leave that for the chainsaws. And that has been a life lesson with Lady Attercup. It's a life lesson with Lady Attercup. <laughs> also, when you're, when you're hacking with a machete from the hips, not from the shoulders. You want your power coming from the hips. Like, you just know, like the power of dance. Yeah, you want to just move your shoulders <laughs> with your torso. You don't want to all. You don't want to use all. Like you, yeah, you need to. Yeah, your core should be providing right. the power for the machete, not your upper body. Well, it's like you lift with your legs, not yeah, your back. Yeah, right. Because, lift with your butt. Yes, not your because back. your legs and butt area is far stronger. Don't don't pick things up. Don't <laughs> hey. Yeah. Here's another thought. Just don't hit things with a machete. Yeah. Unless you absolutely have to, I, I mean, guess. It, I sometimes mean, you do. When that zombie is running towards you. Definitely hit that with a machete. And then definitely aim for the head. And then run real fast. I feel like machete would probably get stuck yeah. in a zombie. Probably. You'd have to wiggle it loose. Yeah, well, you just leave the machete. It's a one-hit thing. I'm miming how you would yes, kill a machete. That they can't like see they you. Can't see that. <laughs> like watching. We're not live streaming this this week. <laughs> no, no, they no. They can't see me miming hitting no, a machete our, with a a zombie with a machete, and then like our, <laughs> uh, for our Patreon, for our patrons on Patreon, uh, we apologize for that. But our uh, the the Etherweb connection in the has, studio has, has proven been, inadequate has been, for yes. live streaming. So so we're, we'll we're we're working on on another solution, but but uh, in the meantime. Yes, we we will offer up some other. That that is the thing that always annoys me in movies when like, like they have, somebody has a machete and they whack a zombie with it and they just slice clean through it. No, yeah, and I'm like, goodness, no way that would happen. Who ever hitting any kind of like, I've whacked some big juicy. I'm gross assuming plants. that those machetes are really sharp. Yeah, but no machete is ever really sharp. Well, that's true. ever. That's no true. machete anyone has ever owned for any length of time has ever been sharp. That's like, it's sharp true. when you first buy it. Yes. And then it's quickly not so sharp. And even when you sharpen it again, not as sharp as originally. And I have, like, used it to cut into some juicy, thick jungle plants. Mm-hmm. And it always gets stuck. Yeah. You hit anything with any kind of mass. Yeah. And it goes, and then you have to, like, wiggle it out. Well, yeah. Well, it's, I believe that there, there's probably a scientific So if you're going to hit, like, well, what am I, if you're going to hit. About that mass. Yeah, if you're going to hit a zombie in the head, I'm imagining that's going to be pretty juicy. You're going to whack it in the head or neck or shoulder reset. It's gonna, it's pretty juicy how meaty. How did we get, oh, and it was my fault. That's how we got to get out. It was my fault. I'm sorry, listeners. <laughs> I mentioned zombies. I shouldn't. Why did I do that? Why? <laughs> It was just, that was the first thing that came out of my mouth. I totally forgot who I was sitting next to. She was going to go, go into a, a deep into dive. a six-minute tirade about how a machete wouldn't be. It hasn't been six minutes. No, it's getting there. But yes. <sighs> so this is the Clockwork Cabaret, a very steampunk Super music steampunk. podcast <laughs> that uh, we've been doing for... Almost ten years now. You've been doing and, it for ten well, years. Well, I've been doing it for almost ten years now. 
<laughs> you've been We're, like that, uh, that sounded uh, accusatory yeah, blame you've been doing it it's your fault you you don't have any control over what's going on that's pretty much what that <laughs> sounded like this is all have your you fault have you ever no <laughs> no wait wait you've you've been you've been trying to control it this whole time no okay i've never been trying to control it I was gonna say Thankfully. you've been doing a bad job. Yeah, no, I, I, I take the, uh, the, what is the approach? No, a you've been doing s- a wonderful job of the soft web. hand, uh, see where nature takes me kind yes. of you've roll been, with it, which is a... totally against everything else in my existence. <laughs> you are a uh, little bit of a micromanager, yes. I can't help it. I like things to be a certain way. You like things to be a certain way your way. Yes. All other ways are abhorrent. Well, yes. Aberrant. Abhorrent. Aberrant. Also, my way is usually a, a good way. It's not It's not necessarily the best I way. I was just going to say, the best say, way, you no, might say? No, I was going to say, no. It's mm. not necessarily the best way. Uh-huh. But it's the way that makes me feel less upset about <laughs> less like you want to take a machete to, <laughs> to somebody's something. neck yes yeah well I, I can i can very easily justify every decision that i make like like there's a very easy well, yeah. well no like i can explain exactly why that I'm doesn't doing it. mean it's good you know who else can do that dictators you know who else often does dictators i'm not a dictator i'm not saying you're a dictator i'm just saying I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just trying to rile you up now. Yeah, because you think it's funny. It is. It's a little. Fu- it's a little funny. You're you're a wee bit controlling. I am, controlling. oh no, I admit it. I know that I am. I was gonna say controlling sounds bad. I, know I was that gonna I am. try to soften that verbiage. No, I know that I'm a little controlling. Think of all the things that wouldn't get done on this airship. Oh if I no, wasn't a nothing would get done if it was yeah. up to me. <laughs> or Poppy and Percy. Oh, they wouldn't do no. anything ever. No, the only reason anything gets done is because I have a oh, list. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. I agree. I 100% and I, agree. And I leave sternly worded messages. You leave passive-aggressive little sticky notes no, everywhere. those are more aggressive. No, aggressive. Okay, so you leave openly aggressive sticky notes everywhere. The passivity is that, that it's a note. <laughs> the note itself is aggressive. Well, it's kind of <laughs> passive in nature, but yes. <laughs> I mean, if we're, I'm a flake. I'd be like, wait, what was I supposed to do today? Yeah. And I'd be like, there was a podcast that you were supposed to do that you knew about and I'd be like yeah I put that on my calendar uh-huh last week there's now two weeks there hasn't been a co- podcast are you ever gonna do a podcast I'm like yeah no I'm totally gonna do a podcast yeah I have a list of things I'm thinking about doing on the podcast yeah and here it is yeah, here's see? my list I even drew little pictures yeah uh-huh Our it'll laundry. be out next week the laundry Probably. the laundry wouldn't get done you know? Well, no. Or the, or the <laughs> like, dishes. Well, no, I'll do some dishes. I won't dry them. I won't put them yeah. away. But I'll wash them. Well, no. And and if I leave a note that says, hey, have you thought about these dishes? If you uh-huh. left a note that said, hey, have you thought about the dishes? No. I wouldn't do the dishes on principle. I know. It's true. Yeah, you can't do it. Like, no. I'll be like, have you thought about these dishes? Nope. No, I, leave I haven't no- actually. I leave notes that say, Hey, do you the dirty slob, do these dishes. Yeah, and then I'll do the dishes. You left like, them it here. They're starting to become a science experiment. I don't want that. And then I'll take samples yeah. and then I'll do the dishes. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's a reasonable. Oh, no, approach. no, it's fine. 
I'm I'm fine with open aggression. Yeah. It's the, I don't like the passive aggression. No, the notes. The note itself is the passive part. The the notes. The what is said on the notes is aggressive. And I'll do I'll do laundry all day, but I will never fold it. No. Ever. <laughs> Folding. Folding is. Who, what is that? I don't know. That is. Do I do I look like I do origami? I mean, I actually have oh, done origami. We, oh wait, could we fold I have our done, clothes I've in made origami? Little origami. No, my so favorite is making start, little origami. You got an origami thing. You have to start me, with me, like me. squares and things, and and that Ugh. would be too annoying to get the the laundry to be the right shape to do origami. So no, not gonna do it. <laughs> no. I don't care. I actually, I also, I, I said, do I look like I do origami? I don't know what someone who looks like they do origami would look like. Not you, apparently. Somebody with a really crisp shirt. Very well folded. Yes, just like a shirt. No, like a shirt that like was very just sharp line. Yeah, very... just like perfect. A perfect shirt. Oh, Percy. And then like perfect pleats in their pants. Percy looks like somebody yeah, who would do Yeah, he looks like he origami. would do origami. Because like everything is like. Because yeah, have you those cause you have you ever looked you could at his great cheese? Have on you that ever looked fold. at his uh, pocket square? Yeah, yeah, like it's a, perfect. That is probably origami pressed in there. and spray arched into place. It probably and, like he probably yeah. could use that as a cup if he ever needed. To <laughs> he or could something. take out his pocket square, refold it, and use it as a drinking vessel. Yes, there is so much spray starch in there it yeah. can hold liquid. Yeah, probably. It's just ridiculous. All right. Oh, wow. I think we've nattered on long enough. Yeah, I'd say so. (laughs) This is what happens when we don't have a plan. (laughs) This is what happens when we don't have a script. So, uh, with that, let's play some music. We should play some music.
Danger Mouse and Sparkle Horse featuring Suzanne Vega with The Man Who Played God. Before that, we had the imaginary suitcase with It's Not You, It's Me. And starting off our set was Jose Gonzalez with Teardrop.
Just read. 
need a makeup stuff and it drives him round the bend. Me and my imaginary friend. One day we're gonna play hide and seek. And then I'll be up the creek, never to be seen again. He'll disappear the day that childhood ends. And reality descends. I'll never forget. the divine comedy with my imaginary friend before that we had walter sickert and the army of broken toys podcast favorite with the diary of horace whip wimp not whip wimp (laughs) i knew everything was too easy for me to pronounce this week and starting off our set was leonard cohen with in my secret life and now a word from our sponsor Modern Piscine surgery has seen fit against all reason to strive for the perfect fish. Regard now the Magic Wish Trout. Not only does it provide a complete daily serving of vegetables, it also swallows cod, provides comfort to old women, exquisitely complements chocolate, answers any question so long as you don't mind the answer being makes its own chips, watches you while you sleep, then sleeps while you watch it, giggles, What's magic fish trout? Seriously, though, just eat it. If you would like to sponsor this podcast, you can! Just email us at clockworkcabaret at gmail with the word advert in the subject line. Also, if you have a steampunk-themed podcast of yourself, please contact us so we can get a bumper from you. secret message that I must give to you it concerns suspicious blessings now I'm sure you know what to do but if it should be some bad news you know you can lean on me it might explain Nostradamus or my addiction to prophecy liberty to say how a secret message came for you today I'm like a mirror baby I refract light back at you so silent so thin so tricky now wait to the things that lovers do 
The former things have passed away. The former things have passed away. No more pain. No more fear. The former things have passed away. No more fear. The former things have passed away.
Voltaire with accordion player. Before that, we had St. Vincent with I Do Believe. And starting off our set was Rasputina with Secret Message. Secret Message, Secret Message, Secret Message. There was no secret message there. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, so if anyone has caught the theme of this episode... Secret Message, Secret Message, Secret Message. It was a kind of a imagination vacation kind of thing. <laughs> it was kind of a, you know, be careful. She wanted to take us on a world of pure imagination. Yeah, I did. Well, it was I, it was a whole, like, be careful what you pretend to be kind of thing. Oh, it was a cautionary tale. It's a cautionary tale because, oh. because well, it, um, one of my favorite uh, Kurt Vonnegut books is uh, Mother Night. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a cautionary tale, and the the overarching, like moral of the story, premise of the story is essentially be careful what you pretend to be because you just might become it. So when does Willy Wonka come into that? Uh, don't pretend I don't, that you don't like, like does, be creepy when, for does, children. Does, I don't know. Is, um, do they ever get on a boat at any point where nightmare images like come with me? No, Mother Night doesn't like. There's no Willy in Wonka in that. A world of pure imagination. No, no, no. There's Take no. A look there's no. And you'll see into your imagination. No, and no, then immediately no. after that sequence, come on my nightmare boat. Yeah, no, there's none of that. But no. but but Mother Night is about Nazis. Oh oh. And 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 propaganda. Oh, relevant. Oh, yeah, no, relevant. it's actually very good. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. We'll begin. But, with and don't watch the movie. Traveling in 
All right, stop it. All right, that song disturbs me. That song isn't creepy. I mean, Dean Wilder is singing it in a slightly creepy way. That song is totally creepy. But that's not the part that's that's creepy. It's the boat ride. It's like, you know, the the nightmare boat ride. No, we played we played the Primus version before, and that that is very creepy. No, that song gives me nightmares. That song and the dancing toys from uh, Akira? Akira. Yeah, but that was supposed to be a nightmare scenario. I know. This is supposed to be whimsical feel... and sweet. Yeah, but and I feel like that's... Gene Wilder's all like, come with me well, except, and you'll see. Except if you actually read the source material or yes, knew, or knew anything about Roald Dahl. Roald yeah, Dahl it's was very dark. not like children. No. Well... <laughs> I, I don't think that's that he he I feel like he liked the children he liked. Yes. He liked the children he identified with, but he understood that children were horrible, barely civilized yeah. little monsters. Monsters sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. The majority of the time, it's Lord of the Flies. It's it, not. Well, not the majority not, of the time, but a, a, it's not Heidi. Well, there's like yeah, it's like they haven't learned like yeah, kids are sometimes pure id. Yeah, and sometimes pure ugly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've all. Well, well, and you haven't had those experiences because you were homeschooled, but I've had those experiences, I've so had, I know. I had experience of children being awful in public schools. I did go to public. I did attend. You were older. It was horrible. Yeah, they were more civilized, believe it or not. That's They're dark. worse in the younger years. You weren't in public middle school. No, thank goodness. Because I've heard Ooh. stories. Yeah. I would probably not be here before you right now. <laughs> if I <laughs> Well, you'd be in jail. Uh, that or murdered. Oh, no, no or, one ever, no, no, no one ever got to that. Like, all right, so that's the one thing about Lord of the Flies that like, I'm like, okay, come on. Come on. I mean, I know kids are tiny little monsters, and they are, but murder is still kind of a stretch for mm. most humans. Mm. Not all humans, but for most humans, murder is kind of, of a stretch. Some of those kids in that book oh, are no. pretty... Oh, they're, no. They're a little, like, they're, there's some exaggeration happening yeah. for the sake of the narrative. Yes. Let's just say that. Um, no, kids will definitely try well, to get you to as, kill yourself. As the, yes, often but... t- as, as the phrase goes, <laughs> life is some, is stranger than fiction. And that is true because oftentimes fiction has to be plausible. Yeah, life just doesn't. Life and, is not. And life, life doesn't have to follow those yes, restraints. There, there's That's usually right. a. That's true. Yeah, there's always, you know, there's a plot and there's a purpose yeah. to a lit to nar- to a narrative that right. is a story. I, I don't think I don't as think opposed you, to in life. I there don't is think no you would point. have been necessarily murdered in middle school. I don't think you would have actually been murdered by anyone. No, I think that's I a would very have, rare I, occurrence. I think I probably uh, would have been beaten up. Uh, you might have murdered somebody. Yes, there is a possibility. <laughs> see, see what I'm saying is that like most people wouldn't commit a murder while in middle school. You might oh, have only because of only in self defense. More than likely, I was a very sweet middle age, middle school age child. I was very sweet. I was also very gullible. <laughs> oh no! And it's very not a good naive. Combo. And you have a temper. I do. I do a little bit. But it's, it, it builds from, in. It's like it's a smoldering fire. I'm I am say like from Thor. personal experience. That's an odd I get, combo. I get really quiet. I get quietly angry, and then it. And then it, and then yes, it's not a pretty picture. That, I, 
Never, don't get, don't ever make me angry. It's that, that you wouldn't like, I wouldn't like you, you wouldn't when you're like angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. See, when I get mad, I just turn into my, like when I was a kid, I don't know yeah. about now, but when I was a small child, I would turn into my mom. Oh, yeah. Because I'm well, like, it's... when my mom is bad at me, I feel terrible. Mm -hmm. So I want to make that other kid feel terrible for being bad. Yeah. So I'm going to turn into my mother. Well, that is actually my and general default. And so then I default. would lecture them with like a wagging finger. Yeah. Well, and that I was is... like, you know, if you behave like that, no one's going to want to be your friend. And then you're going to have no friends. And then where will you be? Well, that is my default setting usually yeah. when dealing with that kind of situation is to turn into my mother. And then you stab them in the neck. No. Would your mother stab somebody in the neck? No. <laughs> she would she you would, hesitated. I had to think about it for a second. <laughs> no, she would she would embarrass them and make them feel incredibly guilty about Until it. Until they stab themselves in the neck? She might talk them into it. Yeah, yes. we'll see. That's just yeah. as bad. You just, it makes you no. just But I wouldn't do it. No. No. I was a very in middle school I was a very sweet and gullible. And then it all changed. Well life happened. <laughs> Life happened well, and it got like weird. It so often does to all of us. This it made is... me hard and and crusty. With a gooey center? I do have a slightly gooey center. Like a, Rupert like, always comments on the fact that I'm actually a lot nicer than I pretend to be. Like a lava cake. Like a lava cake that's been overbaked. Mm. I'm always trying to think of something with a hard center and a hard outside and a gooey center. I don't like this. Like a meteorite. Let's describe Emmett Davenport as a horrible human being. I didn't like, say I you like were horrible. Game. I'm just saying that you might have stabbed somebody in middle school. Well, that is true. That's, well, no, I no, honestly. Like, that's one of the things I like about oh, you. All right. well, you, like, have oh, no, with, yeah. you have to yeah. preface that with a... I like a friend that'll stab somebody for me. I, yes. To be fair, I would do it to protect someone that I like. Or if you wanted something. I mean, no. Or maybe that's just me. No, no. I mean, I wouldn't if I, kill anybody. It, no. If I, if I had to protect someone that I like... If someone that I liked what, what, or who was incapable of, of defending themselves, I would probably, yes, I would stab someone in the neck. See, that's all I was but, getting you, trying to get you to admit. But, no, but I would then cry immediately afterwards. <laughs> We're just talking about the <laughs> Because historically, this is what has happened. I mean. The one time, the one time. I got oh. into a fight in oh. high school. The one time in high, fight in high school, and I punched someone right in the eye, socked him good. Yeah. I then proceeded to cry oh. the whole oh. rest of the day. Oh, <laughs> because, Damn it. because of because it was so upsetting that I had to resort to violence. You had to sell yourself with yes. physical violence. Yes. See, I grew up with brothers, so I have no problem punching anybody. I did not. I'll punch you till Sunday. It, it hurt me in my heart space. <laughs> it was very... And possibly your knuckles, if you didn't punch right. Oh, no, I punched right. Okay, so I know how to punch. Fine. Oh, there you go. I just was very upset. With, I was very upset with, with the whole situation. That's, that's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> I, on the other hand, will I... punch you and have no regrets. <laughs> You make me punch you as far as I'm concerned. You I'm deserve such it. such a wuss. <laughs> I'm going to punch you. I'm going to punch you hard. You're going to remember. A, and you're going to deserve it. I'm a sappy sap. Though I will say in my tw in my 20s. You were I, all about punching? Oh, yeah. I would have kicked you. There wouldn't have been you any punching. Because I wouldn't want to ruin my hands. 
Well, That's what my boots were for. <laughs> I was just going to say, <laughs> well, typically for me personally, I wear much heavier yes. footwear than I do on my hands. So, yes. Yeah. No. Also, I've got all the strength in my yeah. lower core. Well, yeah, I tended to. So, I, yeah. in my early In my early 20s, there was a lot of steel-toed boots going on. Yeah. Really girly dresses. But boots. That's also what I wore to every concert. Yes. Every time someone would start slamming into me when we were in like a pit, and I'm like, oh, oh, honey, don't do that. Oh, you yeah. have on trainers, and I have on boots. Yeah, this is going to end bad for you. A friend of mine once had to grab me by the back of my overalls because I was about to to launch <laughs> to myself fight somebody at a at a very large, very drunk. Uh, Motorcycle mama is what I will call. That's hmm. what I would call her. Um, at a concert, she spilled beer on me, mm-hmm. and then didn't apologize. And it was the lack of apology that upset me more than the actual spilling of the beer. It was the fact that she did it, and then didn't turn around and go, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry." It was the fact that she did it, and then just didn't care and continued to just do whatever stupid thing she was doing and that was what angered me more and i i had to uh i was grabbed by the back of my jacket to stop me but i wriggled out because my jacket was huge in comparison Uh to what i was wearing and then and then my friend had to actually grab me by the back of the overalls to hold me (laughs) because i was a little ball of rage we do like to wear overalls yes but i was a little ball of fisty, kicky rage that had to be picked up and moved to a different location. Because, you could do no harm. Yeah, because I was about to launch myself at a much bigger person. You were about to pick a fight that you were going to lose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To be fair, that's what most of my 20s, early 20s was like. <laughs> <laughs> that I was going to pick a fight that I was going to lose. Oh, yeah. But I was willing to do it. All right. So. I mean, I, I can't yeah. point fingers. So there, there, uh, there, all of our listeners, you get a brief history and deep dive into the youthful indiscretions of Emmett Davenport. Don't you feel special that that I? She shared? was tiny and so mad. I was so mad about so many things: the environment, the environment what, what it, it does, does to my hair. hair. <laughs> oh, I've said it before. <laughs> All right, let's play some more music. On something, no, it is 
We all are Man or woman Just to strike a balance You know I can rhyme And make beats And fake feats Of strength and guile And make treats For a while Drawing comics And making bad jokes While dancing around Like a mad bloke I can't touch my toes But I can touch my knees I can pluck a rose If that'll make you pleased I make a bit of money For all that can yield I got the high score On track and field That felt better Than cold hard cash I don't need potatoes for mash, I get smashed. I can jump quite high, or at least I could. I've not tried for a while, and I don't think I should. All these things I can do on my own, but I still can't play the trombone. I can tie a bow tie at the second attempt. I suffered a million envelopes when I was a ten. My grandmother once taught me how to knit. Now I can't do it for toffee, you see. I once did a Ruby's cube, like in three minutes. Give me a form and I'll fill it. I can't beatbox, I try, but you know I'm still learning. I reckon I'll be a dab hand at gurning. I was the champion of Backwoods Bunny Hop. I can pinpoint a time at school when the fun stops. I can play bass guitar like Mark King, but I choose not to because it's just not really my thing. I can lift dumbbells of varying weights like Victorian strongman a century late. I can make music from anything known, but I still can't play the trombone. I could lead a cricket team or fire an balloon, crack a walnut with my butt cheeks. Some of this is true. I can nearly beat my man in an arm wrestle bout. I'm the greatest MC, though the jury is out. I can communicate with all the great apes. I can quote Stuart Francis. I could crush a grape. I reckon I could do this song in one take, but I still can't play the trombone.
Mr. B, the Gentleman Rhymer, with I Still Can't Play the Trombone. Before that, we had Man Man with Harpoon Fever and Queequay's Playhouse. <laughs> I didn't think I could say Queequay, did you? <laughs> but I can. And starting off our set was Unextraordinary Gentleman with Almost Imaginary. talk about it can't we live without all the bounds our society is make-believe break it don't be afraid to shake it we're not afraid to shake it around in society make-believe hey kids what do you know what do you think you're doing i say pardon me i'm dancing for no Drift in a world of my own 
That is the one, the only, the goddess, Nina Hagen, with I'm a Believer, a monkey's cover, because, <laughs> oh, that just makes me so happy. I love her. I love her. She's my favorite. Oh, we love <laughs> Nina. Uh, before that, we had, of course, Freddie Mercury with The Great Pretender. And starting off our set was Steam Powered Giraffe with Make Believe. And it's that time of the end of the show. It's that time of the end of the show. Where we say goodbye. And so we also. Long, farewell, Avita, say goodnight. And, and uh, a quick note for our listeners if you would like to follow us on social media. Yes. Or find out what other things we are doing currently, or donate to the various projects that oh, we are that's doing. Right. You can do all of that and find out where all of that is if you simply go to clockworkcabaret.com. Or, which will lead you to agonyauntstudios.com. Uh, and uh, which is where all of our products all are. Of our, everything is there. Also, yes. uh, also like to announce three things. Two okay. things. Two things. No, three things. So, <laughs> no way. Wait. Two things. <laughs> I think. Okay. Anyway, uh, first off, if you have been curious about the other podcasts that we do, uh, during the transitional move to our new one base uh, website, things went kind of kaflooey uh, in that process. But now, Steampunk After Dark and Ladies Who Rant is now available on iTunes. That's so if you right. haven't had a opportunity to check those other two podcasts out that we do, you can. Uh, Ladies Who Rant hasn't been updated uh, re- very since often. Since the election. Since the election, because we kind of went... Oh gosh, the world is on fire and we can't handle it right now. But at some point we will we will be updating and and doing some new new content. Uh, and Steampunk After Dark is a monthly podcast hosted by Lord Adderkop, also known as Mr. Ducky. Oh yeah, and I was a special guest on the last yes, episode the last, of the, uh, the Halloween After episode. Life. Uh, also, uh, if you have not taken mentioning iTunes, yeah. a great time to mention. If you have not already, please, please, please review this and other uh, other our other podcasts on iTunes. It is the only thing that iTunes cares about as far yes. as algorithms are concerned. Yeah, you don't have to write an actual you don't, thing. Yeah, if you don't, you don't want need to. to praise our praise us or fluff our egos. Oh, we won't say no if you do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's how we get. Uh, that's actually how we show up in searches. Um, that's the only thing iTunes cares about. It doesn't care about how consistently yeah. the show is put out. It doesn't care about how many listeners that we have. It just cares about who reviews. Yes. Yeah. So, so so the more reviews we get, the the high also the higher it gets put onto put, the put on the charts on the charts. Yeah, in, we show up when, high, f- you know up in the front in the yes the when ref- people do searches, searches for like steampunk and, uh, steampunk or music podcast or however it's a little and, period yes and then the other announcement that i have is that uh the clockwork ball for new year's eve <gasps> at saxabaha which we have been talking about almost every week and probably going to continue to talk about it until it actually <laughs> At least happens until the new year <gasps> Um, the tickets, advanced tickets are now on sale. Yes. So if you go to hallriverballroom.com, it will take you to the link to buy tickets. Uh, tickets in advance are $20. Uh, it, at the door, they're $25. Uh, so, so there's a little bit of a discount if you buy in advance. That's right. And if we get enough pre-sale tickets, that means that they open up the coffee bar. Yes, upstairs will be open. Um, also, we may... P- 
we're we're hoping that with advanced ticket sales we can also get some like aerialists yeah. and some other performers to do some cool stuff so the more tickets we sell in advance the more cool things we get to have right the more the more yes the more we can be like look these people have bought yes. tickets we can so pay you we not promise only, yeah so not only do we get the onyx club boys who are wonderful yes. gypsy jazz band they're fantastic i love them so much um, but we also get jill christensen who is going to be playing accordion outside for people waiting in line to get in it'll be lovely and then and, and then you get us and you know and then whoever else we can rope yes in. and then the more things we the more stuff we can get in advanced sales the more things we can potentially get i'm really trying to get some aerialists or 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 go-go dancers or something like that because right. it's a big deal this this particular new year's eve is the biggest deal to me personally because it not only marks the end of this year but it, <laughs> but it also marks the 10th year that i have been doing all of the steampunk stuff in north carolina not only the podcast but also the the, the clockwork ball itself yep. has been going on for 10 years um it is a personal love project of mine so I would like to I would like to ring in a decade steampunk in, a... in the triangle yes. is a thing because of Emmett Davenport so we would Which like I'm to make this really bad about about praising myself <laughs> and so well, so but we would like to make it a big deal yes. and also if you are interested in just like displaying a, something a cool costume wearing if cool you things go go dancer and you would like to like hook up with us and perform yeah. at the show like or like an aerialist or anything yeah. else like that that's something that you think would work well with our venue please feel free to contact us yes and and you can do that by emailing us at clockworkcabaret at gmail.com right even if you're just going to be there in a really really cool costume tell, yeah, let, let us, us know. know so we, we would be happy to put uh it on our social media so that people know to look know who you are for yes. one and can praise you for all of the hard work you put into your costume because we have had some people yes. come, come show up in really incredible costumes yes. oh, we, which we would love to be able to link back to your yeah. stuff uh and also that people know to look for you there yeah excellent and with that yeah i think we... that's all the shilling we had to do uh Ooh, on, our, on a personal market. note thank you for indulging us for this particular episode it has been a really hard week yes if I you follow us on social media you probably yeah, already we, know well we've been a little bit more absent than usual because it's been a really hard week yeah uh yeah. so thank you thank you for indulging us and we're gonna end this show with the world slash inferno friendship society which is again the best band name with the exception of Biscuit Head and the Biscuit Badgers, no mm. one will ever dislodge them from my heart. Oh, well, that's true. They're my wonderful. heart of hearts. Uh, and their song, Any the Imaginary Lawyer. Ooh, I want to hire her. Yeah, I, I, thought th I thought of you immediately. <laughs> and uh, we will see you all next week.
just discovered a very rare bit of audio from former Prime Minister Winston Churchill. Let's have a listen. I, Winston Churchill, wholeheartedly believe that the Clockwork Cabaret is the finest example of steampunk radio programming. Never before have I heard anything quite so marvellous, and I doubt I shall ever hear anything like it again. Calpurnia, continue on your journey. Broadcasting your marvelous music and sail on to glory. If you would like to find out more about this program, please check out clockworkcabaret.com or clockworkcabaret.podbean.com or follow us on Twitter at clockworkcabaret. That's C L O C K W R K Cabaret.